Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sex and Virgin. Ba, 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 ba. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we have another interesting conversation on the table. We'll be working out the kinks of all things kinky. Yep, yep. From doms and subs to candle wax and spanks. We'll be keeping all things vanilla off our menu. So hold on to your seats and enjoy the ride. I am Madame Dudu de Blois. Those who roll with me call me Dudu. And with me today, I have my very lovely, very esteemed co-host, Potato Bake. How are you today? I'm well. I don't know if I'm esteemed though, but I'll take it for now. Thanks. Take it, take it, keep it for later. <laughs> and then with us, we have three lovely guests joining us. We have Blomaki. Hi. How are you today? I'm okay. And how are you guys? <laughs> and then we have Violet. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thanks. If you're looking to find me online, I am at Violet Alakai, so it's Alex with the E-I at the end, on Instagram, um, and Violet Alakai official also on Instagram for my public account. And then we have, last but not least, Mamello. Hi everybody, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm, what do you say, I'm Mamello and Swana Hippie on Instagram. Hello. Yes. Yes. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll pop the Instagram handles of our guests in the description box and we'll also include them in our Instagram posts around the specific topic. Our Instagram handle is at sex and virgine. Uh, no underscores all spelled out. So that's at S E X A N D V A G. E-N-E. So I guess we can begin. The reason why this topic interests me is because I recently saw a post on Facebook where this lady was talking about how she engages in role play with her partners. And I thought to myself, let me quickly just go into the comment section and uh, just go about the vibe um, of where people's heads are at around this topic. And it was a little bit disheartening because a lot of the comments um, and the general theme of what was being said was, these are white people things, we don't do that. And someone even went as far as to say that it was satanic. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I thought this might be a very interesting mm-hmm. topic for us to engage on and share our thoughts on. So, yeah, um, my first question to you guys, and it's uh, an all in one, um, is what do you understand kink to be firstly? Um, because, you know, what could be kinky to one person might be vanilla to another and what are your kinks if you don't mind sharing and what is your experience in you know the kink space especially the kink space in south africa as a black human i'll start at the bottom uh with mamelo um yeah. no pun okay 
what am I? What am I saying at the bottom? Telling you what pink is to me? Oh my dear, I'm not sure. To me, I understand kink to be like I'm gonna give you like a a, a very flat answer, but uh, a variety of preferences, lifestyles, identities, desires, fantasies, and pleasure pleasures that people engage in. I know it to be tender, to be about consent, to be safe, to be freeing, to be affirming. Um, and gentle and intentional. My kinks are, oh, I've got a few, but one I have is I'm a voyeur. I'm a voyeur, I'm a voyeur. Um, and I I like, like, you know, nails. Oh, I love candle wax. I love candle wax. <laughs> and my experience with kink, I've got like two sides to it. So one of them, I first got introduced, okay, officially, like into the community, um, with rope. So I had someone who's mm-hmm. now my friend come, and he tied me up. And then since then, it's just been amazing. And then mm-hmm. the other side is that kink is my research topic. I'm looking at the potentialities of kink. And that as well has just opened me to so many opportunities and worlds and conversations. So both sides, it has opened my world and expanded my world and my mind. I feel like I hit the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the, the, the themes you brought up around safety and consent. And that's something we'll be talking about later. Um, okay. So then um, I'll pose the same question to Blomati. Uh, Hey guys, um, my what is what does kink mean to me? To me, I'd say it's a form of sexual behavior in which I'm just gonna keep it real short. In which gratification is linked to an abnormal object, activity, or yeah. body parts. Yeah. So now the experiences that I've had, I've I haven't really had much. Okay, I do. I have. I'm lying. I've had a lot, but I'd say <laughs> I I I'm really big on impact play. Um, I think my mellow did my mellow did point out candle wax wax play and whatnot. So that thing is amazing. It is. It is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it is. So wax play is one of the things that I've never tried, but it really interests me because it looks so beautiful. But whenever I think about hot wax landing on my skin, I always think about the pain and I'm mm. like, mm, do, do, do you really have um, <laughs> the pain tolerance for this? Especially because I'm of the opinion that BDSM doesn't always have to involve um uh pain yeah so i'm not into sadomasochism um i do enjoy a little bit of impact play um some spanks i've tried flogs 
um, I've tried uh, paddles and I enjoy that but um, for a person that has as many tattoos and piercings as I do I don't really have a it's the thing people think you have to have high tolerance but you don't for pain it, you could impact play is just usually based on uh, using a blunt object to inflict, inflict a bit of pain not too much like with my with my domain I usually yeah. use what's this dildos he like he'd use a dildo to hit me over my shoulder he'd um use his hands to spank me obviously and then he'd use the candles for the hot mm-hmm. wax so yeah okay. so yeah but also another thing i need to like, point out on what some domes don't know is that do not hit us on the back lower parts of our bags rather anywhere but there because that's where our kidneys are and that's where the most pain comes from so if you are not if you cannot tolerate pain rather get it everywhere else but at the bottom of your bag so yeah for me it's that and then this bondage um being tied up i think also that's how i started being tied up we used we used a tie at first because we didn't have anything so yeah being tied up um blind yeah. being blindfolded and yeah so now i'm a whole rope bunny i just want to be tied up all the damn time and so now i'd like to pose the same question to violet mine specifically i do like rope play but i'm still learning i don't want to put it into practice with someone when I don't know what I'm doing 100% because with role play there's a lot of safety and I'm a very cautionary person so I always want to be safe with things especially when it comes to not being able to move essentially Um, another thing that I'm really into that I have not yet tried is pegging I really want to I really want to try that I love breath play and role play. Those are my favorite things to do. Hmm, very interesting, very interesting. And so, uh, Violet, what are some of the misconceptions and myths that people have around uh, being part of the, um, you know, a kink community? I think there's a common misconception that kink has to be sex. Yes, yes, thank you for adding that. King can be completely non-sexual, like a rope play, for example. You know, you could do it in a setting with your partner where it's an extension of trust, where um, you're basically just bonding together. That That is what kink is. It's bonding, it's playing, it's understanding. It's Sometimes it's more of an extension of foreplay and other times it's more getting to know the other person and what they're comfortable with. Because king could be something as simple as... You know, talking to somebody in a specific way that turns them on. Or it could be, you know, something more aggressive. So like some spanking or, you know, some asphyxiation, which is breath play. Things like that. Things that aren't inherently sexual, but add to the intensity of whatever you're trying to do. Um, so yeah, the common there's a common misconception that kink has to have something to do with sex. Where it can be completely separated from sex. And I think a lot of people who are in the vanilla community don't know that. Yeah. So for me, what I think is a major misconception is that um, it's a very small community and, you know, kink has to be 
extreme you know i was having a chat with potato bake earlier um around kink and she was saying that she doesn't have any experience in it and i thought actually you do have you know and we had this chat because i was saying it's very easy to to not know where to place yourself because there's so many terminologies there's so many facets to kink that it's easy to get lost in it all you know mm-hmm. um you know there's terms like impact play breath play uh, wax play and as a person who doesn't know exactly what those mean you might just go okay that's not really me but you know you enjoy being spanked that's a form of impact play or you enjoy being choked that's a form of breath play or you enjoy the feeling of hot wax on your skin that's wax play you know um and i think that's for me one of the biggest misconceptions that people have around kink that it has to be this very grand dramatic you know duct tape me to the wall and tickle me with a feather um uh, kind of situation um it's it's very practical and it can be incorporated in your day-to-day sex life or just general life mm. yeah I, I think i think with with me um you know in saying that i don't have tons of experience um and then of course you, you start pointing out everything that i do have experience in and i'm like oh yes i do but i think it's that um maybe that i haven't done some of the things that i really would like to do um you know hearing the ladies talk about like wax and bondage which is stuff i still haven't truly done um that i want to do that that is that would be fun and i think after this um episodes i'm gonna go for an adventure well i live with i live with my partner oh. so we can, we can do that Lucky stuff you. Yeah. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> but i just wanted to quickly ask a question before madame uh, de Bleu takes over um mamelo yes. you had mentioned um voyeurism so for the people listening who don't who might not know that term or not know what it is um are you able to break it down for us yes so voyeurism is when you enjoy watching um watching people it's not always pleasurable although i really love to watch people have sex in real time um but it can just be watching um with consent with consent and deriving pleasure from watching with consent so it could be watching somebody tie or watching somebody um give somebody else drip wax on or it could be having sex or you know it's yeah. not it, it's yeah. not sexual all the time and it's not just sex all the time but can i also throw mm-hmm. a spanner in the works please because mm-hmm. i think that this is important well at least for me um what she said you asked what misconceptions there are and i can't remember who which one um of you said it's it's you used the word abnormal Um, and I don't think I think that's also where the problem comes in I don't think that anything about um, I don't think abnormal is the word because then there is it has a negative con- connotation I think it's just what people aren't used to um, because yeah abnormal just mm-hmm. sounds what who gets to who, who gets to decide what is normal mm-hmm. and what is not normal 
right? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. has a lot to do with context and dispos- and 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 yeah, preferences. Um, mm. So I don't. I may not be familiar with some things, or like some things, or understand some things. But I think that it is not right to call it abnormal. And I think it's yeah. Um, and I don't think that it's abnormal because who gets to decide that? You know. Mm. Um, I, I think yeah. I was. Can I just pitch in? I think I was the one that said abnormal, but I went in a format um, using abnormal objects to incorporate in the whole kink part. But yeah, I hear you. I get you. (laughs) Okay. So for me, I think another misconception that people have when they hear that you're into kink or you have a fetish um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, a Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. So I wanted to find out from you guys whether you think it's a fair representation of uh, BDSM. And firstly, have you watched the movies? And if so, um, what did you like about them? And what didn't you like about them? Or if you've read the books, what did you like and what didn't you like? So, when it comes to Fifty Shades, um, I think it could be kinky, but people within the BDSM community don't see it as part of BDSM, Mm. mainly because there's so many things that are just not right. How was was the consent? I did not watch the the whole of that movie but I watched the second one and the the power imbalance was just like it was it was it was weird and and I don't know how much I don't think Anastasia had much power if yeah you know what I mean so like yeah. how much was that really kink I don't think what happened on Fifty Shades mm. is I think it's coercion. Sure, yeah, it is something mm. but that was not how much. Yeah, just because she signed the contract, the consent was just weird for me. And as soon as the the, the consent is is compromised, um, then I I don't know. I don't think it's kick. Yeah. yeah. There's very little consent. It's like, okay, you sign this contract, so you just have to do whatever I say. Yeah. That is not really how things work. There's a lot of consent involved in BDSM. There's a lot of boundaries, safe words. A lot of precautions go into BDSM. And it's not just about inflicting pain. It's also sensations. It's also exploring and things like that. And when it comes to Fifty Shades, at least the first one that I watched, um, I have not read the books. The first one, I think it was interesting to watch, but I don't think it was an accurate representation because I think it was more coercion um, that Christian did to Anna instead of um, actual how Buddhism actually works, which is you know, getting to know somebody, consenting to things. It's it's a relationship essentially, not a contractual relationship. Where he was basically just like, I like you, you're going to be my submissive now, you gotta do everything I say 
and when I say it, no questions asked. Um, that's not how things work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and 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 let me just add to to that. I do think, as much as for me personally, I thought it was a little bit of a rubbish book. I also think so. It was very light. It was just on the t- the tip of the iceberg. They should have gone yeah. really deeper into it. To me, it exactly. seems that it's just about six things and that's it, and pain, and that's not yeah. what it is. But yeah. I really love I love the money part. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole I enjoyed. <laughs> money is a kink. <laughs> <laughs> on its own, it's a kink on its own. You're right. <laughs> so my two cents on the power dynamics is someone that. Um, read the trilogy but uh, only watched one of the movies um, and that was uh, a, a couple of years ago so I can only talk from a point of you know what my memory serves me but the power dynamics were a little bit murky you know uh, Christian had a lot more power in the situation and there's a point when your use of power um turns into abuse of power yeah and i think Mm. that's where it was bordering on um you know yes it's all good and well that um she signed this uh agreement uh to say that she consents um to their relationship and what they're going to do but even the contents of that agreement around uh uh which birth control she must use what she must eat that that is a little bit murky um but i think the 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 murkiest (laughs) is um the disclosure agreement that she non-disclosure agreement that she had to uh, um, sign you know if you're getting into a relationship with someone i mean you can't always control who they talk to about what's happening in the bedroom in your relationship but if you have to control that uh, so strongly with a contract, then you need to ask yourself, what the hell is happening in this dynamic and in, in this relationship? Mm. So, yeah, I think there was a level of coercion and he was very controlling, you know, um, you know, very possessive. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 J- just to just to add to that, um, firstly, I don't know, Fifty Shades. I think I, I watched one movie. Um, I found it such a waste of time. <laughs> but I like as well. I read the books, and I remember thinking, this is the worst garbage literature I've ever consumed. <laughs> uh, Honestly, it's so badly written, whatever. But like one thing I can um, attribute to to the whole trilogy or whatever yeah. is that you know they've they've actually kind of um made like role play or bdsm or tying up or kink in general they've made it a bit more mainstream and it's gotten to a lot more people and now a, a lot more people don't find it weird in inver- inverted commas <laughs> yeah um which which i think is always a good thing you know um if 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 um, production can so help not demonize or do away with demonizing a certain uh, topic or, or something, it, it helps. Unfortunately, it does take mainstream media at times to 
to get it there like Judy was saying when we just started out that um, some some black people find it like satanic or something mm-hmm. um, but you know I remember when Rihanna um, dropped that SNM song then suddenly everyone's like oh it's, it's kink it's cool you know so yeah Fifty Shades was badly written for me I'm sorry for me it was badly written but um, I'm, I'm glad that it helped you know bring kink to more people and, and help people like explore as well yeah 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 so the one thing I would commend them on despite the consent being very murky um, is the introduction of limits and you know there are soft limits hard limits and um you know it's always important to know where your partner's boundaries are um and i think this is a great segue to finding out what your um hard limits are um so let's start with violet what are your hard limits okay so my hard limits are definitely excretion dubai things dubai things the alleged Dubai things. For people who don't know what excretion is, it's basically like any bodily fluids or excrements. So feces, urine and blood are hard limits for me. And another thing that I get asked quite often, but something I will never um, see myself doing is consensual non-consensual play um so essentially what that is is rape play so yeah basically um there's different scenarios but basically people want to feel as if they're being forced to do something and i yeah i don't like i have a a deep concern for people who like to do things that they are forced to do just because you know from personal experience it's not something that i personally would want to go through or experience again but um you know each to their own i'm about that type <laughs> do you is that a is that a kink of yours it is it is amazing <laughs> <laughs> but obviously with consent without consent it'd be yes, really yes, weird yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's one of them. Also comes along with a whole lot of what's this? A role play. Yeah. It's usually yeah. when I'm having role play, where we'll have like the kidnapper victim scenario, the law enforcement prisoner scenario. So yeah. Ah. Oh. And that's where the handcuffs come out. Oh, oh Lord. God. Oh Lord. <laughs> yes, yours. I don't think I've ever done actual role play, but it sounds freaking amazing. <laughs> okay, so so Violet has said that her her hard limits are that urine, blood, uh, rape fantasy or rape play, you know, non-consensual consensual play. Um, and Blomakis, what are yours? So I'm not really really big on degradation, but there are some stuff i yeah. could let slide because because i know the aftercare after that is amazing like i get whatever i want to because i know i've been degraded so much i'm gonna be like ah, oh, you call me a what what so can you please hook me up with a uh, whatever it is and that's <laughs> the form of the afterplay so yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. 
I'm willing to try everything to see what I like and what I'm not about. Okay, not any excretion, but... Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's it. I think that's the only one. Everything else I could try out and learn and evolve. Um, okay, so then let's let's move to Mamelo. My hard limits are also is it excretion? Yeah. yeah. Excretion. Um, that does that include does that include blood play like knife play? No, it doesn't. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So knife play. No, thank. So, sorry. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, and. I don't know if I could do if I could do humiliation or degradation deg- degradation. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know if I'm built for that. I don't know if I could yeah. I share the same sentiments around um excrements and bodily fluids. I am I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not keen. Um, you know, I don't want to see feces, not yours, not mine. I don't want to see blood. When it comes to urine, I'm just like, mm, on the fence about it because I was not into it. It wasn't in my radar. I didn't care for it at all. But then I had a gentleman like slide into my DMs and uh, in our engagements, he was like, I want you to pee on me. And I was, that was the first time I had gotten such um a request and at the time because it was so new to me i was like no this is not for me i'm not interested but i then i guess worked through it and i figured actually you know if it gives you pleasure why not (laughs) why not and i think so now i've come to terms with it i could do it i could even be on the receiving end of it uh i wouldn't want to be but it wouldn't be the worst thing uh but when it comes to feces and blood no 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 okay so now let's ask um the same question to potato bake what are your hard limits um it's it's tough you know because um unless you've tried something i feel you don't know if you truly like it or not like even with the bodily excrement stuff um it hasn't happened to me so i don't know if i if i like it or not when i've seen like videos like i don't know okay two girls in a cup wasn't really like that was just madness um but when i've seen like other (laughs) when i've seen other videos you know of like girls being pooped on or something i'm like that's so disgusting like when do you reach that level but then also i'm like you know what i haven't reached that level so I don't know. So, but I have a question for um, was it Violet and I think uh, maybe Blomakis. I think you guys spoke about like bodily um, fluids or excrements as well. But what does that rule pertain to you squirting on your partner? So squirting is essentially a lot of urine and very little cum. So it still classifies as excretion. So no, I'm not about to pee on somebody. Um, to put it basically, 
Me too. I wouldn't do that. Honestly, I don't want any. The, in, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you wouldn't squirt on someone. No, no. Um, I can't help that. That I, uh, oh, okay, someone, if okay. they want it, then sure, I could try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, if I can just add my two cents around the whole squirting thing, I feel like as much as squirting uh, and the fluids that are emitted um, will contain. Uh, a trace amount of uh, urea. Um, I read an article on BBC uh, UK's website and they were basically saying that uh, a scientific analysis of the fluid that was emitted was actually done and there's only a trace amount when they were testing a trace amount of the components that make up urine um, and there were a lot of other things that you don't usually get in urine like something called I think uh, prostate specific antigens and uh, a variety of other uh, chemicals so as much as it, I understand that it does you know have some level of urine um, I don't think it's it is urine you know um and i say this specifically because i know i've had moments where i've definitely drained my bladder and i've still managed to do the things so yeah just wanted to put that as a two cents anyone Mm. that knows me well enough knows what my hard limit is i don't know why it's a hard limit but i absolutely cannot get my head around Interesting. I don't know why. Um, so, so, so for me, I, I had two, three major hard limits. Fisting, absolute no. Anal, absolute no. But now it's it's changing. I've been convinced that there might. Oh, be. you are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've I've been told that apparently it's amazing. So I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to It's amazing it. if you take it slow. You need to yeah. take yes. your time with it. You yeah. need to train your anus. That's all people know. <laughs> yeah, training you need and prepping and douching yes. and all of those things are all important. Those, people don't know that. Because men just want to come at you and say, uh, I want anal how? Or, I need to douche. I need to prep. I need to train. I need a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's quite interesting. Um, obviously, because we had a conversation on anal, which yeah. you guys should listen to. Um, but the ladies on, on that pod, podcast had a, a completely. They're like, no, like if we we will feel like doing it now, we're going to do it. There there will not be any prep. But the thing is, it's going to be painful. That, that's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So so that's that's one of the the. I think my only hard limit that has moved down from a hard limit to uh i'll consider it um can i just also <laughs> po- ask a question real quick uh, um the whole mm. not wanting to see blood does it mean that you also don't have no period sex oh no 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 i love no period sex is fine oh, okay I, I, love, I love it it's Me too. actually <laughs> it could be a kink if it I, is a i kink, think it I is a kink i i'm i'm for it i could do it uh all day or day but obviously <laughs> certain times of the month um yeah and degradation is also something like i don't know i feel like i i want to be worshipped and treasured if if someone ever comes at me with any level of 
of, of degradation, I will come for thee. <laughs> My question is, how does one find a dom, a sub? Do you look for a partner that has those traits or is it something that grows as you start having engagements with your respective partners, uh, whether you have it now or in the past? people you've engaged in play with with me they usually find me i also don't know how they pick up that i'm into this or maybe it's because i like wearing chokers and i just really look like a sub but um they usually all just find me and i also is i really do go for people that are into what i like or similar things i wouldn't really go for somebody that's into vanilla honestly because it's really gonna frustrate me because just doing one thing and just laying there is not for me please hang me by the chandelier or something do something make me submit but mostly (laughs) as much as i say i'm a sub i think i'm more of a i'm a bratty sub before i'm a sub because this mouth cannot keep quiet so my attitude makes me become a bratty sub bratty subs are more fun they are because we liberate it but at the end of the day we do still submit i know that this is my job i submit and i'm being dominated so um and then mamelo um yeah yeah (laughs) my question is do you identify with with those two any of those two dynamics like the sub or the 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 the, the drum and then just to add on to that question as well um from what you've said about the 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 50 shades of gray and the power dynamics how how do you think people can avoid getting into a situation where um a power dynamic is more toxic than it is uh pleasurable um am i how do i identify i think as a switch um i was a i was i did some pro-doming and i had a slave um i yeah i had a white man slave (laughs) shout out to you (laughs) (laughs) Slave um, Coco V has fucked shit up So I haven't seen Slave And Mm -hmm. I identify as a I think a switch I've never really put a name to it Outside of the work um, Like the work part Um, Because I just like I, I Yeah it's such a fluid space for me and I, I'm still learning and growing into myself. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then um, I think it takes two people being informed and intentional about constantly being aware of the power dynamics and that we always exist in like a matrix of power. And even when you have given me consent to dominate you or or, or I am um, it doesn't you know like people like to say and this is what I thought in the beginning that like the sub has the most control that's what yes. I thought and um, yes I am um, I I think that there's always going to be an imbalance of power 
but mm-hmm. just like constantly checking that power checking in being aware of it and um, is the intention part and that's how you keep it safe and keeping lines of communication and and also i think respecting each other's autonomy and um, by way of using content i mean intent ah, consent and yeah does a person feel safe if they don't feel safe then i think it borders violence does a person yeah. feel hurt does a person feel looked after so just being aware and approaching it with with tenderness and ongoing consent and conversation for me is what can help make a toxic situation um and you like we're always like kink is about sorry i'm talking a lot now kink <laughs> plays on the borders of um kink That's plays on the borders of contradiction right yeah and there isn't like a solid line or a brick or like it um pleasure can turn into violence very quickly or something go really wrong really quickly or you could misunderstand something that i say and me not giving you consent so it's just like it it can be a tricky space but i think taking the time be present Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's complex. Definitely. This thing. It's so complex. It's so <laughs> There's complex. so much to and it. That's fine. Mm, that's the thing. And just to add my two cents around power dynamics, I had a question asked once to me when someone found out that I was into bondage, and I mean everyone and their grandmother knows that I'm into bondage, but their main question was. um how do you deal with the feeling of helplessness and though yeah as much as right now in in my bondage journey i'm more focused on um self ties and 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 shibari you know i have been bound before and i've been in a space where i've uh been in a sub space and i personally believe that if you're in a submissive dom um dynamic and you feel helpless then run i mean unless it's what you're into um which i don't think a lot of people are into feeling helpless you know mm-hmm. for me i i believe that if there's um mutual trust and mutual understanding and mutual uh, care you know the relationship between a dom and a sub is one where the gift of vulnerability is given to the dom to use in a way that doesn't harm either physically spiritually or psychologically in a way where after you've left that scene or you've left that a situation you feel violated you know i think it's very easy to be in a point where you feel violated um when you're in the hands of someone who doesn't really understand your boundaries and uses the power that you've gifted them to 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 do harm and they they use it and abuse it you know we always hear the phrase with great power comes great responsibility but it's more true in this situation when you're sharing the most intimate parts of of yourself of your 
soul of your body and you really want to be with someone that puts you at ease yeah yeah because i've heard some horror stories of people being put in hospital with with serious injuries and i think i'd like to caution our listeners if you are looking for a dom don't just go off on some shady site and go meet with someone uh, and have complete trust in them because there are a lot of predators out there uh, willing to lure you and groom you in order to do you harm serious grievous bodily harm Mm. Um, so be wise Mm. oh wow so i want to ask violet yeah uh, the same question what do you identify as on the the, i know it's a spectrum you know you do have uh people that are more dominant and even in in the doms you have your daddies and your your tops you have in your subs you've got the the brats you've got the the little girl so where do you which which side of the spectrum do you most identify with and then once again i'm giving a double barrel question you had earlier mentioned consent and safety what what are some of the things that you you would tell or the 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 tips you'd give to someone that's going into the lifestyle that just started out um well on the spectrum i identify as a switch okay and that all depends on the kind of dynamic I'm in, who I'm with, and how much I trust the person. Yeah. As well as, you know, the gender of the person that I'm with. So that plays a big role, um, for me at least. Like, I can't picture myself being submissive yeah. towards a woman. <laughs> Just because I like to be in control. I'm a control hog. Yeah. <laughs> as for advice that I would give, I would say... Before even considering going into that kind of dynamic with somebody, get to know them first. Don't just like jump the gun and be like, oh yeah, I totally want to do this, I trust you, blah, 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 blah. Take a few weeks, a few months, however long you need to feel like you can potentially be safe with this person. And always have somebody that you can communicate with in case you feel unsafe. So, say for example, you're going on a date and it is a play date with somebody. Tell a friend, tell a colleague, Wherever you trust with that kind of information, tell them yeah. that you're going and this is where you're going to be. If they don't hear from you the next day, then, you know, be worried. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, wow, that's, this has been a lot of um, information, which I'm just, I'm just taking so many notes. Like, honestly, I'm so excited. I'm going to be trying <laughs> out a lot of this stuff. Um one thing I've, I've always wanted is to be like um like completely completely dominated completely dominated um, yes yes yes. <laughs> yes like proper like proper proper and i think it's um you know i don't know if madame de blow will agree but i do have um a bit of a uh-huh. control freak <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, you didn't even wait for me to finish. <laughs> but I, I do have a control through personality. So I'm always in control. I always want everything to be like, I want to know what's happening next. I want to know what's number two, what's number three. 
I want to like I don't know I just am that way but like I also like in the bedroom want to be like proper proper dominated it hasn't happened yet but I will be making it happen mm-hmm. soon very very soon um but what I wanted to ask you ladies um maybe let's start with Mamelo um what are, what are your thoughts on the black king community in in the country in South Africa do you think it's it's present like it's present enough just going back to also what madam de bleu had said when when we started out that you know some misconceptions are that people think oh this is a white thing or you know black people don't do that or satanic or whatever so you know do you think the black kink community is prevalent or is is like there is it present and is it growing or is it still like very taboo that you you know people would look down upon you or, or if you tell them that you know yeah this is what i do firstly i don't think that there is like i don't i well i never speak of i try not to speak of a black king community i speak about black Hi. king communities because although i understand that you're speaking okay. about black people i think it is just so there's so much so i think yeah yeah so i i i i prefer communities because it's not monolithic or a single mm. a single group and i think that i definitely think that it's still it's still sm- it's still small and i'd like to see more people i think there i think we're at this is a beautiful time because i think more and more people are feeling comfortable and feel comfortable speaking up and speaking about these things and i love it and i think that it's like growing every day and all the time and then there are the people who don't understand what kink is mm. but i i also think another thing which i've been thinking about and trying to to work around is that um people have a very restricted idea of what kink is you know and i think that it is bigger than that and there are so many people who enjoy kink like for me even just spanking is kinky as fuck i think that you only do yeah. if you masturbate you're kinky i'm even i was saying to someone i think missionaries even kinky you know it's not your thing <laughs> that's what you so i think it's like black people don't define what they do as kink or aren't aware that we would define it as kink so it's it's expensive yeah. you know yeah but then for the yeah. intentional um people might not feel free to speak people might not know other people i think that's also a big thing that people don't know each other but i have an amazing community mm-hmm. and they are black people and yeah they try and be as visible as possible yeah um oh that's cool that's that's lovely yeah unfortunately not all of us some people work in in industries and jobs um where they can't be open yeah in the open yeah. but i mean just 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 from you saying you know it's not one community it's a number of communities yeah. makes it you know already um prevalent that there is a presence yeah. that they are um people partaking in yeah, this um, oh, act of, um you know 
yeah of exchanging pleasure okay. and making each other happy plomikis um actually i think someone just answered it now i was about to ask you do you think that the the black in community or communities as uh, mamela has said are growing are stagnant are hidden away are in the open um and and what what do you wish to see happen within that space for me i i honestly think it is growing it's slowly but surely but it's getting there it is growing because at first when i came out everyone was like oh, oh my gosh this is satanic and then religion religion <laughs> comes in and i don't know why we all <laughs> stagnant and stigmatizing so wild. Wild. i don't understand but it's my preference what if i would i like being tied up what's wrong with that it's my preference mm-hmm. so but to now i see more of my mm-hmm. friends uh slowly getting into it it's growing on them yeah yeah people but it's just that people aren't really out there because it's being stigmatized so some people are really shy and yeah. i don't want to use the word brainwashed but i feel like a whole lot of people are, are brainwashed because of religion again at the end of the yeah. day so yeah 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 many even like the you know cultural if you will uh, yes, that's what I mean. that kind yeah. of thing you know um, it's it's satanic yeah. teeth, whatever i wear black and red like how i don't understand <laughs> so yes so i don't know so but so far my friends i see they they're slowly getting into it for me it's really weird that men don't like this i know a few men that are like nope they'd rather have vanilla sex and for me it's weird like as a man how as a man how are you not into anything really beyond vanilla that motherfucker's kinky. yeah but i think they a lot of people are just there to have sex to procreate no. and not for any other reason yeah people and just need to be open-minded that's all it is even if you can't give physical affection to your partner at that time because you were so drained it's important to check in like are you okay how was it you know all of those things you need to check in even if it's just like touching the other person's hand you know some kind of aftercare is necessary yeah yeah definitely definitely um okay so then um let me pose the question to mamelo as well Um I have felt a drop after after subbing um mm-hmm. but I haven't after doming I actually get a high that lasts for days <laughs> I feel like I can fly and I feel like I'm walking on cloud nine <laughs> but I think that also has to, <laughs> I think that also has to do with me getting the opportunity to do like care work and to take care of someone and when a person trusts me with their desires or their anything um their body so yeah and also the constant needing to um check my check my position and check my power um after doing that and while I'm doing that and when I'm I think I'm doing it well and a person feels comfortable it makes me feel really good about myself so doming makes me puts me on a high i don't i can do it for hours literally <laughs> 
Damn. <laughs> that's that's I really, I feel like I'm listening to my dog speaking right now. <laughs> when I met my slave after 50, like 15 minutes, he was following me to the other room and he goes, Hunter, you are, bri- you are an amazing dog. And I was like, yes, baby. And you've never met me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It um, is. Okay, so now I wanna ask uh Blomikis, have you felt a sub drop? Um and what what are some of the aftercare tactics? I wanna say tactics is such a poor word, but tactics <laughs> that um, <laughs> that your 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 dom uses to help you ease out of uh, that that um, sub drop um, okay um, I do I have felt it I felt them I feel them not a lot I do actually I feel them a lot I do but only after like intense play if we've had really intense play and my endorphins and adrenaline feel like they want to start peaking so yeah mm-hmm. once I start crashing my natural high goes down um, I usually feel um, what's this persistent feeling of sadness, hopeless, yeah. emptiness, and then sometimes tired or lazy. Yeah. And, and the, how do you get yourself up from, from? I don't. My dom does it. Like, um, what's her name? Mamelo said. Um, what he usually does. Our aftercare consists of he would usually run a hot bath with essential oils, candles. That's one of the things we do. Oh, I get massages and then if I'm PMSing if it's around my PS time I, I love sweet things he, he he gets me a McFlurry with extra caramel I like sweet things when I'm PMSing Yum. and then he knows he knows that I love food and I love chicken licking so he gets me hot wings so those are the best times I get cuddles yes and then the talks and then he usually talks to me there's this thing he does with his voice I don't know being soft and subtle that gets to me it usually really does wake me up mm. and then if i'm really 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 down if the drop is really intense i just ask him to if i can be alone and then i meditate he he does that too he gives me the space and then sometimes i get like extended it extends for more than that day like one day oh, i get it like a day or two after the drop comes a day or two after so yeah and then if we're not together he'll text call video call just to see if i'm okay and whatnot and if he can't do any of that that's when we've adopted this third person who we call our babysitter but um we first communicate about it if i want this person to help out or not so our babysitter would step in and do that if he can't do all of that stuff so Yeah. yeah that's (laughs) Mm-mm. <laughs> mm, true, true. 
but also i think it also it 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 it's the same thing man with him too yeah, he kind of suffers from depression so i have to play the role as well so when it does kick in i have to play the role as well and just his drop also does pull through and then i do the same sometimes he pushes me away and then it gets to me and that's how i become a bratty so i think he sometimes he does it intentionally because and then i become bratty and then the only yeah. way he can deal with me is to outbrat me he says that's his way of beating me <laughs> in inverted commas so he outbrats me and to show me who's the boss and then yeah <laughs> oh my god can i please say something can i please say something I'm happy that you actually brought that up. I think something else that people should know is that subs and slaves and and um pets and and babies and rats and whatever. I think it's also important to check in with your dog. Yeah. Yes. And checking in should go both ways. both ways because I think yeah, I think dogs often are left dry or sucked out and they're the ones doing all the checking in and then i think cubs don't know that they should or or or, or yeah everybody out there i'm taking notes check in on mine doesn't really job. like it but Take i just force him so because at the end of the day he's still human so Exactly. It's just I think it's just a motherly mm. instinct. If yeah. I feel like he's not okay, I'm going to check up on him and then he always tries to like no I'm okay. I'm like I know you're not okay. So I it's my turn to take care mm. of you. My turn to do all the yeah. aftercare. Yeah. And you two have your you know what to do. You yeah, know what yes. to do. So it's also important to get to know your play partner or your partner or whatever just know Like person. yes, take like time. in the beginning, take time before you get into the kink. Take time to get to know each other and know what you like and what you do not like. Mm. Yes, amen. Yeah. Okay, uh, our time is up. <laughs> so yeah, I think this has been a very interesting, very dynamic conversation. I hope people can take away from this conversation as much as I have. quite a few um interesting topics especially around um you know checking in on your your dom i think it's very easy to 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 get stuck in in the joy and the the aftercare of it that you never think hey let me let me check up on my human so yeah um thank you so much for sparing your time <laughs> one last thing can I add on to one last thing for all the doms and switches up there there's a difference between punishment and punishment this is coming from a bratty sub there's a difference between punishment and punishment can it be punishment <laughs> let's have fun now. please yeah i have me tell me not to come and let yeah. me and let me go for a whole 30 yeah. minutes and come back yes sure yeah <laughs> I believe that even even degradation. I say there's that, there's punishment, there's degradation yes. and then there's yes. bullying. Yeah. And uh-huh. being violent. And no king shaming y'all in the no, audience. Even if they do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> at the end of the day we still about this king, hey? Bye yes. everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Virgin. We hope you loved it as much as we did. Let's continue this conversation on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sex and Virgin. That is S E X A N D V A G E N E. No underscores, no ampersand. Bye, Bye beans. beans.